and welcome to Accountability Talks with AGA. I'm your host, Paul Marshall. Today we're talking to just a couple of our many volunteers of the year. So Chris Brown is going to join us from Chattanooga Chapter, and Karen Payne from the Boston Chapter, and uh, we're just going to talk about what they do there, what motivates them, and you know, I think you'll hear why they were Volunteers of the Year, very enthusiastic, very involved in their chapters, and uh, I think this is a good one, and we'll learn a lot, so let's talk to Chris and Karen. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. Today, we're speaking with a couple of our Volunteers of the Year. We had quite a few winners, but uh, I have here with us two, and uh, we have Chris Brown from Chattanooga Chapter and Karen Payne from the Boston Chapter. So uh, why don't we just start off with Chris, say hello, and just uh, introduce yourself to the audience and just tell us what you do. Hello, I'm Chris. Uh, go back, Chris Brown, but I'm going back, Chris, today. Um, I'm a management and budget analyst with the city of Chattanooga, Tennessee, and I am the current AGA um, chapter president for the Chattanooga chapter. Um, been with AGA since um, I started with the city, started with the finance department of the city back in 2017, and I have had the pleasure of volunteering and being a part of such an amazing um, organization. So I'm honored to be here. I have listened to some of the podcasts and I'm just so excited um, to get it kicked off. Great. Well, we're happy to have you. And um, so Karen, why don't you just introduce yourself as well? Hi, I'm Karen Payne and I am a member of the Boston chapter AGA. I work for the office of the state auditor. I've been there since uh, 2011 and I've been a member of AGA since um, 2011. Um, it, uh, it's one of the major training um, vehicles that the uh, auditor uses for her staff. And um, we there's a number of us that are members of AGA and uh, quite a few of us that uh, hold some type of position on the AGA uh, CEC council. So um, it's a, a really very important um, tool that we use for training and um, also a great um, tool for mentoring and and and, um, and networking. So I'm glad to be here. I'm a big fan of AGA and um, I hope that um, more people join going forward. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, I just have a couple questions for you all going uh, through them today, but actually, Karen, let's go back to you. Why don't you give us a little bit of a, maybe just a high level overview of the Boston chapter, you know, what kind of membership you all have and some of the, uh, some of the different roles that you've played on that chapter. Um, the membership currently, um, for 2020 and 2021, I believe our membership is up to 323. Um, active members, and we um, have a, a full range of officers that um, support um, the AGA chapter. Um, there, and plus, we have a, a large uh, CEC membership um, of officers that uh, support the president and and all the other members of, of the elected positions. Um, so. I um, am the 
chapter's uh, registration director, which means that I um, register, um, not, I don't personally register, but I um, track all the registrations in the payments um, for the chapter for our educational events. Um, and I'm also a member of the community service um, committee um, where I um, help with um, a lot of our community service activities. A um, few of the ones that I do are um, the Memorial Day flag um, garden that we do here in Boston that where we help to place 37,000 flags on the Boston Common um, to honor our um, service men and women that have um, served and sacrificed over the times of any the first war we entered into in Massachusetts. So that's a big um, piece that we do. We also do uh, wreaths across America um, where we donate wreaths um, that are placed at the um, military cemeteries um, and sometimes um, we have the opportunity to help um, place those wreaths uh, in, those, in those areas. Uh, we also do a lot of volunteers services for uh, food banks. We collect clothing for people in need. We donate a lot of um, to charities um, throughout New England. Um, uh, the other uh, committees that I, I serve on are the CGFM committee, um, where we um, did uh, sponsored um, in, internal um, CGFM classes um, for uh, a Marriott of AGA members and non-members um, in 2019. And we are also going to be taking another session off this year. Um, and I also work on the um, education committee. So I've helped with um, getting speakers for different events. Um, and, um, and that proves to be very um, interesting. We collaborate with other uh, agencies out um, in, in New England and so that we could bring um, quality uh, training sessions to our members and not members. So this is some of the things that I participate in. Oh, that's great. Well, I mean, as we'll talk about you, you do quite a lot. And that's one of the reasons, you know, you're the volunteer, one of the volunteers of the year here. So um, and then, of course, Chris, I know you do quite a lot, too. So tell us a little bit about Chattanooga and some of the things that you do there. Yes. Yeah, so um, I, I kind of do a lot, um, but I have a, a, a great organization um, that, that got behind me. Um, so, like I said, I started back in um in 2017, and, and I got involved with the chapter um, on the executive level between 2018 and 2019, and um, I quickly became um, a vice president-elect, and I kind of jumped into the president role kind of quickly. Um, we had some staff turnover, and um, some staff that were serving in the leadership role got some new opportunities. So um, when that happened, I was I was kind of thrust into the president role, but again, I'm just I'm so blessed to to have uh, such a strong um, executive committee. But my job is to kind of steer the Chattanooga chapter in a new direction as far as reaching out to more young professionals, um, being more visible on social media, um, and just kind of giving getting us into the to the digital age. Right? 
um, with COVID, it's been it's been kind of a struggle for us, but our members have been very open. Um, and another thing is community outreach. Um, with the pandemic, community outreach for me and our chapter is just so important. There's a, so many people um, across the country and even across our city and county that are in need right now. So volunteerism and community activism is really important right now, um, not just for HA, but for um, everyone in our community. So that's just a just a little tidbit of what we're doing here at the, a, at the AGA Chattanooga, and I uh, hope to do more. That's great. Well, why don't we uh, continue with you here for uh, the next thing? I wanted to just you know ask you, Chris. You know what motivates you to to, to do so much and be so active with the with AGA? You know, obviously you have a full time job. You know, how do you find the time, and and what kind of keeps you motivated there? I think what keeps me motivated the most is just the power of what HGA actually means for 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 me personally and for for my profession of biking. And just to know that they have constantly been a a hub for information. They have been a supporter of of the profession and and it's it's kind of like a family here in Chattanooga. We've had a lot of legacy members, members who have been with the chapter. We started this chapter back in 1982, and we still have those members who are who are active and and still have that same excitement as they did when they started. So it gets me excited to continue the good work that we have done um, through the past years. And then also reaching out to those young professionals and letting them know that you not only have to be in finance, you can be in, in IT, you can be in purchasing. Um, AGA is an ever-evolving organization that's, that's building the profession of what we call accountability um, system-wide. So that really gets me excited and motivated to keep the good yeah, no, that's great. And then, so Karen, how about you? What keeps you uh, so involved here with the chapter? Well, one of the things is that um, the State Auditor is a big sponsor of the work that AGA does, and um, it allows us to um, participate in a lot of the training. And one of the things is, is that AGA offers boss. The, the local chapters and the national chapters, they, they offer you training, they offer you mentoring programs, career development, um, community service. Like Chris was saying, it's like so many people in our country and in our, in just in our communities that are in need um, that we um, are constantly trying to um, come up with new and new ways of helping and, and supporting our communities. So. It's um, it's it's that it's more like what Chris says. It's more like a family. Um, you have an excellent we have an excellent executive committee. Um, people chip in. It's robust. It's so there's enough work to go around. No one's um, overbearing with with work to do, um, and people enjoy um, what they're doing. And um, it's again, it helps you to move your career forward and to bring people along with you um, in this organization. There is so much that you can achieve um, by being a member or even being a non-member. You can be part of a mentor program, which will 
give you access to people on these different levels of government, different segments of government, um, or outside of government. Um, it's it's just a hub of, of knowledge and um, networking capabilities that you have. And we're lucky here in Boston and in my organization that we have um, a leader that is so supportive of AGA. Yeah, that's great. No, and uh, and you know, my next question kind of I think I know the answer since I've heard what you guys have been saying. But uh, and we'll start with Chris again here. But you know, you're the president there. You've been involved for a few years. Um, it sounds like you're pretty enthusiastic about it. But so, what do you think is is the key to a successful overall chapter? You know, what are some of those key indicators? I guess. I guess the key indicators for me is the excitement of the chapter, the involvement of the chapter. Um, many chapters, they they run into the issue of just having meetings and very little what we call engagement. And I think that's mostly because, as you said, we have our own job. The importance of the chapter is to have a, a strong uh, base to where the chapter can basically run itself. And I should be able to, if something happened, if I left, if I left the chapter, I should have uh, good continuity to, so I can just roll it off to the next person. And that next person is going to know everything that I do. And then it's just a rolling of different leaders that will step up and keep the program fresh keep the program engaged and continue the good advocacy and good work. I think that some of the issues that some chapters have had over the years is you get four or five people who are super duper engaged and just over the years with their jobs, families, things that are going on, they sometimes might get burnt out and because they're doing so much. So I think for me, um, if I could tell any new chapter president, um, reach out to those leaders. Reach out to some of those quiet people that you see at your meetings and say, hey, have you thought about serving on this volunteer committee? Have you thought about serving on our young professionals committee or our communications committee? What what do you see? And then also engaging with your chapter members, doing surveys, getting their feedback. Um, from my standpoint as president, I think of things in a different light that somebody might not. So continuing to get feedback and being okay with constructive criticism will keep our chapter and other chapters strong. Yeah, I like that. I definitely agree. I know something with our chapters that keeps it keeps us going is is that, you know, continuity and, and having people serve different roles, you know, like Karen, obviously you've started a lot of different roles in there. So you know, somebody leaves, you could jump in there and help them out with that job. So, but, uh, but yeah, speaking of that, Karen, what else do you think? What, what are some things that made you all successful up there in Boston? I think that Chris hit the, um, the nail on the head because you have, uh, in order to be successful, your executive team and, uh, your body has to work together. Um, and working together, that means that everyone who comes to the table brings in different ideas and those ideas are worked through. Um, and I think what um, kept us, uh, kept the Boston chapter going is that we had a very strong um, leadership 
team um, during COVID, um, we all came together. We said, okay, how are we going to proceed um, in providing services to our membership? Um, we looked, we sent out surveys, like Chris said, you send out surveys, you ask, you ask your membership, what would you like us to be doing? Okay, um, and then you respond to, to those, to their um, ask. And I believe that we had the, the strength and, and to, to do all of those things um, because we have, like I said before, a very robust um, members, uh, executive committee and um, CEC um, working committee um, that works together. And we have relationships outside of just our chapter. We have other organizations that said, hey, let's come together and um, put together a, a, a education um, forum for our members. And so uh, that is really important. Um, the fact that we have a program where we reached out um, to our young professionals and um, asked them what would they like to, to see from the chapter, put on a, um, a forum, a, a panel discussion on how to build a career. We had young people that were, um, were serving on our executive committee, and they talked about, one of them talked about being, um, becoming a, um, getting a mentor and how that had helped him um, move forward in not only his education, but also looking forward to what he's going to do when he completes his college education. So it's really important to have your, your chapter to be able to expand, um, look at what's happening in the universe and what your, what your membership may need. Um, one of the things that um, we were able to do, that we saw that we were able to do during the pandemic is when we were doing our training um, and we do, did it virtually, it expanded across three states. We had people coming in from Rhode Island. We had people coming in from New Hampshire, Connecticut to participate in our training sessions, um, we were able to provide that to not only our members, but to other, other folks outside of our membership. So I think that um, being able to take in, like Chris says, corrective criticism, um, build from that, um, and build your organization in the direction in which um, society's moving. We, we took on uh, this past year and during the pandemic, we, done, we have um, built out our social media. Like Chris says, we, we have to be out there in social media. We have social media and we expanded it. We had social media, but we actually expanded that piece of our, our organization. So I think that's very helpful too. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about some of the things we learned from COVID here, or keep learning, I guess. But um, but something I wanted to ask, uh, so we'll go back to Chris here. You know, so we talked a little bit about, you know, just a successful chapter, but now how about, how do you keep things fresh as far as attracting new potential members or, you know, working with other organizations like finding charities or even other professional organizations? Um, you know, what are some of the efforts you all have done for that? I think most of it is, is branding, um, branding locally, branding using the resources from ATA National, um, branding on the, the 
subject of how important it is to be a part of this organization and what it means as far as your profession and the resources that AGA has to offer. Um, I think it's, it's mostly of getting people uh, excited and engaged and kind of putting the responsibility back on them and then showing them that we are a strong profession. You know, it's, it's sometimes hard when you go into people and they say, what is AGA? And you kind of explain what it is and they say, well, how many members do you have? And you say, oh, I have 100 members. You know, and then you're thinking in the back of your head, how many of those 100 members are actually involved and engaged? Is it 10? Is it five? You know, and so when you're, when you're bringing new people um, into an already established organization, um, it's, it's, it's that always continue to be open and always be on your toes about changing certain things. And I think that's one of the biggest things that we've had to do at the Chattanooga chapter is we, you know, we, we would always host, you know, a same event at the same time of the year. And we'd always almost have the same type of people. So our goal this year and our goal previous year, um, especially with COVID was what can we do to step outside the box? What can we do to get people more engaged? And so we were able to kind of sit down and say, okay, we can do something that's, you know, a little bit more engaging, a little bit more fun, especially some of our webinars, you know, a lot of the AGA webinars, you know, they're related to finance or fraud or things like that. And we kind of branched out to certain things like cybersecurity and how, how important right now is cybersecurity with, with us going virtual um, due to the pandemic. And it's just being open and just engaging on trying new things. And then, Karen, what do you think? Um, you know, how have you all been successful getting some new members and just, you know, getting engagement from folks and other organizations? Uh, one of the important things that um, you cannot overlook, and that is your leadership. And like Chris said, um, you have to be able to sit down and, and think outside the box. So our leadership in 2020, 2021, um, branched out and um, recruited people, uh, young people, to, 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 to sit on our CEC, um, recruited um, local municipal people to come and sit on our CEC, um, and, and expanded our membership um, uh, drive. Uh, it, it's it's those types of things that your leadership brings to the table and says, okay, team, how do you think we can do this? And then everyone gets engaged in trying to help or provide an idea or a solution to whatever's out there to try to fix. And I think that because um, our leadership was, was out there in front saying, okay, we, uh, we want to bring in more young professionals. They don't have to be um, auditors. They don't have to be CPAs. You know, we want to bring them in and we want them to. So how do we do that? We have to go out and recruit young professionals to be part of our organization, part of our leadership team. And, and that's what they did. And um, I think that's really important 
is that because some of us have been around for a little bit, that we need to, to, to embrace the new ideas and the new, the new um, ways of doing things. And I think that um, for our chapter, we were able to bring in new ideas um, with, uh, with the recruitment that was, was being done and the design of how we were going to deliver um, education and training. Uh, we had panel discussions. We usually would have a webinar, you know, yeah, but we said, okay, we want young professionals. We want to do cybersecurity. We did, we went out and we got um, members and um, volunteers to come in. Um, and I think that that's um, what's keeping us going and it's what's increased our membership um, for 2021. So uh, I, I, I think that we're on the right track and, and Chris hit the nail on the head. Um, it's, it's all about to engage and to keep people, um, the membership um, coming and, and to grow. And how are you going to grow your membership? What are you, what are you looking at? Who, you want to, who do you want to place you when you decide to step aside? So I think that's important. I think we've accomplished that um, in this, in this, during this pandemic, that's for sure. Right. No, totally agree. I mean, I know early careers is engagement is always a huge thing that all chapters recognize, you know, you got to bring in that next generation, get them involved, get them on the, on the committees and on the boards. And that's, that's great to hear you both doing that. That's definitely a success factor. Um, so I'm going to combine the next two into one question here just for the sake of time. But Chris, I wanted to ask you, um, you know, so of course we got to talk about COVID cause it's, it's happening. So, but you know, I, right. <laughs> but you know, what are two things that, I mean, uh, it seems like there were some opportunities that we were able to take advantage of, uh, strangely enough from that, you know, how did you keep your members engaged and actually, you know, what lessons or positive things came from, from this, you think? I think some of the, the positive things were, I think, um, um, is for me, and I think Karen spoke on this, we were able to branch out to people in other states. We were able to branch out to organizations in other cities in a way that we have never been able to do. And even with, you know, emailing and things like that, we were able to just reach our broader audience for our local chapter. And it was amazing, not only connecting with other chapters across the country, but just being able to connect with with different people in our profession that weren't members, whether they be young professionals or not. Um, we we do miss meeting in person. COVID um, has has really kind of kind of hit us hard on that, and and us kind of engaging and seeing. You know, our friends and our colleagues, it, it really has, it really has hit us hard. But what it, what it's able for us to do is, you know, we're able to offer these different seminars and webinars and, and folks who have the CGSM or the CPA or the CMFO or the CCFO, um, which are county and city designations, is they're able to still get their CPE hours. In a way where, you know, before they would have to leave their office and drive and park and, you know, do all that. And now they're able to, you know, just sit right there at their desk, whether they're at home, whether they're in the office. And they're able to engage and still be a part of, of the AGA local chapter. 
So to me, I think it's a blessing and a, and a curse in, you know, all together. But I think that now that COVID has happened, chapters are going to have to keep it going. You know, it's it's going to be hard for everybody to just say, okay, we're done with the virtual meetings. You know, everybody back, you know, even if, you know, COVID just ceased today, there was no more, it's all gone. I think it's going to be very hard for people to, just as hard as it was for people to adjust to virtual, I think it's going to be just as hard for people to adjust to being back in person as well. So I think that chapters need to be aware and they need to continue to do um, hybrid methods for people and, and continue to engage and survey on, on the importance of that. Yep, totally agree. And actually, we're going to have a little podcast on uh, some chapters that have some ideas on how to do hybrid meetings, not just virtual, but a mix of in person and and uh, and uh, over the you know virtual. So that should hopefully be helpful. Um, so speaking of that, and then again for Karen, yeah, if you just give us a little bit of feedback as far as how you guys got through COVID there, how you kept people around and engaged, and uh, maybe any things again, any lessons you you may have learned from that. Uh, one of the things I, really, I wanted to um, emphasize here this afternoon is that um, all the chapters take their guidance from National. And when COVID hit, National turned around on a dime and started uh, uh, offering their trainings virtually. And, you know, it wasn't as smooth um, um, as they wanted it to be. But it was an uh, it was an offering out there for us to continue our education. And also, it allowed us to see how we could go about doing this ourselves. Even some some of the smaller chapters, how could they um, participate? And there was offerings from national to help those chapters do that. Um, it's really important that we do think about how do we go forward because we have. A, with high, with with a virtual, you reach a lot more people. A lot more people participate and can participate. Like Chris said, you don't have to get in the car. You don't have to drive 30, 40 miles. You don't have to pay for parking. Um, all of those things come out of a budget. When you can um, provide um, virtual training, quality virtual training, um, to your members and out and, and non-members, then that is something that we need to continue to think about. How are we going to provide that type of access? Um, I know I was working with a group of um, an agency on some training, and I was I was struck by the fact that they um, issue um, approve training by seat cost of per CPE. So if it costs more than $15 a CPE, that group may not be able to attend. So we have to look at how do we provide um, a reasonable cost for our training for our members and non-members. Um, I think that COVID helped us because um, we um, in, at Boston we, um, have, we, we do a fraud training every year like Chris's. We have some trainings that we have repeatedly at the same time every year with the same with the same um, uh, venue name. And um, we offered, if you couldn't make it to the live live training session, we offered a replay. So when COVID hit, we took all of those replays 
that we have and offer them to our membership and offer them to non-members to take them. Um, and every Thursday afternoon, every Thursday morning, there would be a series that would kick off. And that way we were able, people were able to continue to keep, uh, um, do their CP training. Um, but it's important that um, we think about um, how we're going to go forward with our training mechanism. Um, are, are we going to do the hybrid? Um, can we can we master that? I mean, it's it's a it's a, it's a tech. <laughs> it's pretty tricky um, to do the hybrid and uh, the, the the virtual and the um, in in person um, type of meetings. Um, but um, I think that uh, I think we'll learn from each other. One of the other things that I wanted to say this afternoon is that I was in a leadership meeting in 2020. And um, that was right after um, after COVID hit and everything got shut down. And it was a few months after that, and there was a, a, a group of uh, from a different chapter from the Midwest or somewhere. And they talked about how they were able still to do their RPDT, the Regional um, Professional Development Training that year. We didn't do ours. We couldn't, you know, at that point in time, we couldn't had the, the mechanism to turn it around and, and, and get it on board. But there were people that were there that did it. I learned from that. I brought it back to our board and we discussed it and we were able to go forward and design um, how we were going to do um, training for the remainder of the COVID um, uh, uh, pandemic. So I think that from your local to your national chapter, all the things that national offers you. Um, if you have the opportunity, take the opportunity to, to um, engage in that, in those, in those events, because um, it's always a learning experience. I mean, just going to that leadership training um, broadened my, I, my horizons on how people were doing in, in um, providing training throughout for their chapters in their states. So it's, um, it's out there. There's, you know, the, um, the the toolbox is between your, your local chapter and the national chapter, and um, the resources are there for you to be successful. Absolutely, yeah, and definitely I encourage folks, always look at that national website. There's, you know, it gives you training events throughout the country and the calendar, and it's, it's a great resource, and I'm sure that's going to keep keep going. But um so, yeah, no, I want to thank you both, uh, you know, Chris and Karen, and congrats again for, for the award. Um, and I just want to give you any last uh, a chance to just give us a final thought or just tell us, you know, what you'd like to accomplish in the new year, what award you want to get this next year. I don't know. How about, how about Chris? Why don't you get, give us some final thoughts? I want all the awards. I want them all. <laughs> oh, there you go. I want, them. I want platinum. I want all of them. No, I, I, I am. I, I just want to say to to um, to all uh, the Chattanooga chapter members and all AGA members, um, just keep your head up. Um, we are still as great as we were, and it's only going to get better. And I truly appreciate this podcast. I, I've been able to listen to a couple of them. I think it's I think it's great um, to keep everybody engaged. And I'm and I'm honored, absolutely honored to to still be a part of AGA and to be a part of it. Thanks, Chris. And how about Karen? You give us a couple couple final inspirational words there. <laughs> well, I, I just think that um, if people have the opportunity, they should become members. And even if they are not members, 
get engaged with AGA, either your local a local chapter or the national. Um, it is uh, rewarding. It's um, a professional um, career developer. Um, you make uh, friends from all around the country, all around, and um, you are able to network um, with some amazing people. Um, it's just like just sitting here and, and being introduced to Chris for the second time. It's just like all the things that he's accomplished um, in his chapter in a short period of time. It's because of the membership. It's because of the leadership team. And uh, again, once you get involved, you've um, generated another family of friends, of professionals, um, people that are out there to make not only you successful in, in your profession, but also to help your community. There's so much, um, AGA National pushes community um, service as um, one of the bigger things that they do. Um, getting young professionals involved is another, but um, the organization and the, the mission of AGA is um, all about being a good professional. Well, there we go. Thank you for those words. And, and thank you both for joining us on the podcast today. Thanks. Thank you very much. Paul. That's the show. Thanks for tuning in. AGACGFM.org. Check out the podcasts. Download them to your device. And until next time, this is your host, Paul Marshall, signing off for Accountability Talks with AGA.